Welcome to the May 18th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I will be your host today. We will be going over Proverb 18. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything that you have in store for them. Lord, I pray that they will gain the revelation that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 18, beginning in verse 1. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. When the wicked comes, contempt comes also, and with dishonor comes reproach. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. It is not good to show partiality to the wicked, or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The rich man's wealth is his strong city, and like a high wall in his own esteem. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor, is humility. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. The first one to plead his cause seems right, until his neighbor comes and examines him. Casting lots causes contentions to cease, and keeps the mighty apart. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. The poor man uses entreaties but the rich answers roughly. 
A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. This is a wonderful proverb, and I know last month I talked about death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That is such an awesome verse. I've actually talked about that several times since then, and I also like 22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. You can't go wrong with either one of those, but today I'm going to zero in on verse 1. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Friends, I'm here to tell you, I'm not only talking about men here, I could very easily be talking about women It is so important that we not isolate ourselves. That is how your mind can start playing games on you. In John 10.10, it says, For the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Friends, I'm here to tell you that Satan wants to kill you and to steal your plans and anything that you have going on. And one of the ways we can overcome that is to do what James 4, 7 tells us. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Satan is very crafty, and he will come up with any way he can to tell you your plans aren't important, your future's not important, nothing is important except what he is trying to tell you to do. Let's see one way that we can avoid this. Let's look at the book of Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25, this is how we can get away from isolating ourselves. And this is so rich, so listen carefully. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching." 
this is such a wonderful passage of Scripture. And what these very important verses tell us is that the faith in God leads believers to place their hope in His promises. Whose promises? The promises of God found in the Bible. And the promises of God are always yes and amen. So everything that you find in the Bible, when you hear them saying that certain things are, what you can do is put your name behind the verse and accept and claim that promise for yourself. Now let me explain. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Yesterday I went to play golf, and many times in the past I've played golf by myself. But now my desire is to play golf with other people so I can share what God has done in my life. So let me just explain real quickly what happened. I get to the golf course, and the guy who drove in right in front of me gets out of his car and he looks at me and says, how would you like a free round of golf? Wow, my face lit up. I would like that. He said, well, our, this company has paid for four people to play golf, and I have three people, but I need a fourth, and you would be willing to be the fourth? And I said, sure, that sounds great. So not only that, so I got to play a round of golf free, but he also told me this, and he said, one of the people that are going to be playing with us is not saved, but we're going to work on him, and I believe that by the end of the round, he will give his heart to Jesus. Friends, by the eighth hole, that young man had given his heart to Jesus, and he had said the sinner's prayer. It was absolutely awesome. But the story doesn't end there. Let me tell you what else happened. Okay, the Bible tells us that we are not only to help people win souls, which is found in Proverb 11.30, but it also says that we are to make disciples of all people. And the young man who asked me to play the round of golf, and he gave me this thing, I got to witness to him as well. Now, he's a little bit older gentleman, but he's still young in my eyes because he's probably in his mid-30s or something like that. But he has not been walking with the Lord as long as I have. And so, you know, I, you know, as a pretty experienced person in the gospel, and used to sharing and sharing testimonies and stuff like that, I got to witness to him, and I went over a couple verses that really, really blessed this young man, and I will go over a couple of those. And, you know, when you have a chance to give a testimony, it's always good to do that. In Revelation twelve eleven, it says, And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And what that means, the blood of Jesus will cleanse us of all unrighteousness, okay? So the blood of Jesus will cover anything at all that we've done. And I just think that's awesome. But 
How we are going to be successful in life is be able to give our testimony of good things that happen in our lives. And I think so many times people overlook things that happen in their lives because of the goodness of God. Many people just look at it like as happenstance or just, I don't know what it is. But sometimes I think when good things happen in our life, I think we need to take a careful look at exactly what it is that happened. Because a lot of times it's that God is looking after us and he is taking care of us. Anyway, let me go over the two quick verses that um, blessed this young man. The first one is 2 Timothy 1.7, which states, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And this is what he said to me. He said, you know, I get the fear part. I'm okay with that. I get the power part, but I have not had a very sound mind. And he goes, thank you for sharing that with me. And the other one I want to go over is 3 John, verse 2. Now, 3 John is one of the four books in the Bible that only has one chapter. So when I say 3 John, anything that comes after it would be the verse. Okay, but the verse for verse 2 is this. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. I'd like to take a closer look at that verse because it's so powerful. And there are three components of that verse. So let's look at the first one. The first one is I wish above all things that you prosper. Friends, listen to me. When God says, I wish above all things, that gets my attention. And God is saying in this word, I wish above all things that you prosper. My guess is there are people listening to this podcast that are not prospering in their life. And this is my suggestion to you. This is God himself saying that I wish this to happen. Friends, if God is wanting something to happen in your life, if I were you, I'm going to claim that. I'm going to grab hold of that for all it's worth. And I am going to take that to the bank. So he is saying he wants you to prosper. So I would speak that verse over yourself, over your checkbook, over your finances, over your family. Guys, our words have power. We've talked about that before and the importance of your words. I've even gone so far as to say you will have what you say, but it begins in your heart then it goes into your mouth. And what you confess with your mouth, I truly believe you will have. There are numerous scripture verses that confirm that. Please take my word for it. The second part of that verse is, 
Let's listen to the verse. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. So let's stop. God wants you in good health. For any of you who have chronic health conditions, I want to make it perfectly clear. God wants you well. So if I were you, I would get in a habit of speaking verses like this over yourself. Speak over your body. The particular body part that you are having issues with, I would pray to your body part that is not functioning the way that it is supposed to function. That is the example that Jesus gave us. Now, there's an example in Scripture where Jesus went to Peter, and that was one of his disciples. He went to Peter's house, and his mother was there. And the mother was not feeling well. It says that she had a fever. And what did Jesus say? He didn't say, Father God, please heal this person. No. What Jesus did is he actually spoke to the fever. Let me say it again. He spoke to the fever. And he said, fever, be gone. And the fever left her. I want you to think about that really deep. We can talk to our bodies. And if you believe, when you pray, then you shall have what you asked for. The third thing is a sound mind. God wants us to have a sound mind. So this is for anybody who's listening who's getting a little bit elderly, maybe in your 70s, 75, 80, what have you. And I've heard a number of people this age kind of give up on their bodies. And they'll sit there and say, you know, I don't think the way I used to. You know, my mind goes in lapses. You know, I just don't have the memory I used to have. And let me say this. If you speak that way, believe me, you will have that. However, if you change your tune and say, I have a sound mind, I believe that you will have a sound mind. Moses, when he died, he lived to be 120 years old, and it says right when he died, he said he still was able to climb a mountain the day that he died. He still was in his sound faculty, and everything he had was still the same. He did not have dementia. He did not have that because he had a sound mind. I'm going to go back to our original scripture today and just give a little bit of insight. It's almost time to close. But anyway, I had picked 18.1, and that is a man who isolates himself, seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And very quickly, I'm going to say this. Folks, if you isolate yourself and stay away from believers, first of all, you're not going to have a community that can help you, that can pray for you if you have need of it. Whenever you isolate yourself, you're going to be on your own. You're not going to get any help from anybody. And a lot of times, the Bible talks about there being a sheep that is lost. Once that sheep is lost and isolated, that is when Satan can come in and steal your lunch. Not only is he going to steal your lunch, he's also going to come in and he's going to pop 
the bag, and you're going to wonder what on earth happened. Friends, let's stay away from isolating ourselves. Let's get in some good, healthy relationships. We can hold each other accountable for things that we are having issues with in our life. And that is good. In Proverbs 27, 17, it talks about as iron sharpens iron. If you have a friend, you can hold their hand and you can talk to them and talk through any circumstances and issues they're having in their life. And it is good to have friends. Likewise, the Bible says in Hebrew, the verse that we read today, it says it's important that you do not forsake the assembly of the masses, which means find yourself a good church that preaches the word of God and make friends inside the church. I will never close a podcast without giving anyone the opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you would simply repeat this prayer after me, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to this earth. And Jesus, thank you that you came to earth, set an example for how we are to live our lives. And even though you were sinless, you chose to die on a cross so that I could be set free. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.